this is Hannah. Um, so before we get into the show in like 10 seconds here, I just want to tell you super quick that Pretty Zitty has a Patreon. If you like our show and you want to support it, go to patreon.com slash prettyzitty. We're going to have exclusive stuff for our patrons. There's already some cool shit you can look at right now, so check it out. But if you can't support us right now, that's cool too. We get that it's a super weird time to be alive, so that's totally fine. Okay, on to the show. Your skin is not that bad. Your skin is not that bad. Your skin is not that bad. I know that my skin is bad, and when you lie to me, it makes it worse. Your skin is not that bad. Your skin is not that bad. Your skin is not that bad. Welcome. You're listening to Pretty Zitty. My name's Ellen. And I'm Hannah. This is going to be a fun episode. I think we all need a bit of frivolity in our lives these days. We're recording this, and this is the only time I want to mention it, but we're recording this before the election. So yes, take this with a grain of salt. We are depressed, but not rock bottom. Yeah, we aren't as depressed as we could be. Could be worse. It could be a lot worse. So we have a really cool episode because we are talking about makeup. Specifically makeup for coverage of acne. That's right. I think it's ironic that I don't think either of us are wearing makeup for coverage right now. No. But I did intentionally wear green eyeshadow just for this recording because... It was about makeup, but that's actually not the kind of makeup we're talking about today. Yeah, literally, we're talking about coverage, and we'll probably go into like some fun makeup things as well. But one thing that I think that a lot of people with acne, like us, realize, like for I, I realized this during quarantine, where I would cover my skin up, but I would like catch my reflection, and I would still be able to see the texture, and it would bother me because I thought that makeup is supposed to make you look perfect. And that's not really true. Makeup is there to make you feel more comfortable with yourself and make you feel beautiful. It's not supposed to make you into somebody you're not. Not like an Instagram filter. Like every Instagram filter, just as a side note, blurs your skin, even if it's one that makes you into like a potato. Like every single one blurs your skin. And it's so, I think it does mess with your mind, like you're saying, where you think not only is it going to take away like the redness and like the visibility of the acne, but... The texture, too, becomes something that I've become more sensitive to, you know, especially these days where I have a lot of scarring, like you say, and that's not something that you can really fix with makeup. But it's something that definitely if I go on Instagram and I just try one of those goofy filters, like I am aware that even on the mustache one, I'm apparently supposed to have clear skin because it's blurring my face. Yeah. We also would like to put a little bit of a disclaimer out there for this because we are two white women with pale skin and our experiences are very limited by that fact. Yeah. So any makeup that we recommend is going to be based on our experience buying makeup. So, you know, that comes with an advantage for us as well, because, you know, even though we've had acne, which makes it difficult you know, when shopping for makeup, applying makeup, we do have the benefit of having more options for shades that fit our skin tone. So 
that's just something we wanted to acknowledge up top. Yeah. We know that what we talk about won't be a universal experience for everyone just because of that privilege that we have. Yeah, there are so many more options for us out there. And the first thing that comes to my mind is color corrector um, because I feel like a lot of color correcting palettes out there and color correcting sticks are made for white skin and lighter toned skin. That's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, but to just hop right into it, Hannah, how old were you when you started wearing makeup, like any kind of makeup? Probably seventh grade. I remember seeing a Nicolas Cage movie with my friends in the theaters, and it was the first time I wore black mascara. And I think it was my mom's, and it was like the kind that comes in the green and pink tube. But it wasn't waterproof. I put it all over my eyes. And this movie had so many jump scares that I was like covering my eyes like the whole time. And by the time we got out of the theater, we were all like shaking, me and this like group of friends. Because you know, you go to the movies with like six other people and you like bring in candy from the outside, which is like not really illegal, but you think it's illegal. So you're like, oh my God, I'm bringing in Sour Patch Kids from Walgreens. Yikes. But I was, you know, shaking for the movie. We got out. I'm not good with scary movies. Never have been. Got home, looked in the mirror, and my entire under eyes were like black. Like I looked like a raccoon. And it was because I had smeared it all under my face, on my eyes, because I was freaked out during the movie. So that was like my first vivid experience wearing makeup. And that wasn't, you know, to correct my acne. It was just mascara. That's the worst that sort of like clued me into the world of like, okay, if you wear makeup, like you have to treat yourself differently. And there's a little bit of restraint you have to have with touching your face. But I felt so pretty when I put it on. I loved the feeling of putting mascara on for the first time. Yeah. I mean, my first experience wearing makeup was using a concealer wand from my mom's CoverGirl kit, which my mom and I do not have the same skin tone at all. She has olive toned skin and I, I'm very red and pink and cool tone and she's very warm so first mistake and I would just like steal it out of her makeup kit and cover my acne with it and it didn't really work fully that was probably in seventh grade and then in eighth grade I started wearing like actual like makeup makeup so like foundation I would wear every single day I used um my fingers to put it on too which same I am not a fingers application person. Ooh, okay, I am. I like I like using my fingers. Yeah, I'm strictly a brush and beauty blender person. Interesting. Yeah. We can get into that later. We can definitely get into that. <laughs> fingers is not for me unless I'm doing like a very specific eye look. But I have really dark under eye circles. And so I would use the concealer as well to cover my under eyes. And then I would also use it to cover my blemishes. And Bobby Brown, actually, my mom, when I started wearing makeup, my mom gave me this book by Bobby Brown, the celebrity makeup artist. It's called Teenage Beauty. I think we've talked about this before. Oh, my God. I had a Bobby Brown makeup book that I got for Christmas one year. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we have talked about this. My Aunt Marianne sent it to us. Shout out my Aunt Marianne. She is literally the best. But she sent it to us with our Christmas gifts one year. And Bobby Brown, I immediately found the section where she talks about covering acne. Mm, mm-hmm. And I still, to this day, I still actually follow the two tips that she gave, which is one, you do not want to conceal your blemishes with actual concealer because it's lighter than the rest of your face. And it's going to look lighter except in the center where the blemish mm, is. Good tip. 
Because under eye concealer especially is so much lighter because it has to cover those dark circles. Yeah. Exactly. So if you have blemishes, you should be using a different type of concealer than your under eye concealer. Because if it's as light as your under eyes, it's just going to be a beacon to your face, to that blemish. Oh no, a beacon to your blemish. It's so crazy. So like, I mean, (laughs) I still trust that. And then the second thing is that you need to set your blemishes with powder. Yes, that's important. Very important because it's going to move. You don't want that to happen. So that was my like first foray into makeup wearing. And then like, for some reason, I remember this look so well because I really liked it. And even now, I think it was cute for a 13 year old, but I have a blue blazer and I wore it to school and I wore matching blue eyeliner on my top lid. And then I underdid the bottom with black and then like put like silver in certain areas and like wow. put mascara on. I, I mean, I got into makeup really young. I mean, I wore eyeshadow every day. Oh, yeah. I was wearing grade. eyeshadow. What's up with that? I mean, I'm wearing it today, but this is a special occasion, so. I mean, I just, I think wearing makeup at that age, especially when you have acne and your friends all start wearing makeup, I felt personally like, okay, so I'm going to be really good at this because I'm going to overcompensate 100%. Oh, totally. It was also sort of like, for me, a lot of my insecurities, I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but I think for me, a lot of my insecurities about my appearance started with acne but then the acne like transferred those insecurities to other things like oh I don't like the way my face looks at all not just the acne so makeup was sort of this secret weapon that felt really powerful to me when I felt really powerless and I was like oh wait like I can cover this up like I can make my eyes look bigger I can and I, I don't think that was necessarily a positive thing looking back but at the time it felt like super empowering but also I had to overcompensate. I felt like good makeup skills would make up for the fact that I had acne. Yeah, and I I think that there's so much I remember like about that concealer wand and like pressing it the wrong way on a pimple and it stinging and hurting. And then like (laughs) I would only take that to sleepovers because I would do my full makeup routine at home and then like be ashamed to bring my full kit with me because other girls would not bring their full makeup bags Because a lot of them only used eyeliner and mascara. They did not use face makeup. Yeah, like I felt like the cool girls, and this is in quotes, but like the cool girls were like above the correctional makeup and they just got to do the fun makeup. And I felt like I had to first do like the base just to even get to their level of like, okay, first I have to get the clear skin that other people seem to have. And then I can like consider wearing fun makeup. But even the fun makeup I wear has to not accidentally point to the fact that I have acne. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like certain colors and certain things felt like off limits, but I relate to what you're saying. Like I definitely felt like I had to hide the makeup at sleepovers and those little like concealer wands like were great because they almost looked like it was like lip gloss or like something that you could just like tuck away pretty easily. Yeah. And like, I mean, I remember being at my childhood friend's house and like all the other girls at the sleepover taking their makeup off with makeup wipes. And when they did that, only the mascara came off and when I did it, it was like my ma- like everything. Like your whole face came off. Yeah. And they were like, <laughs> Whoa, you're wearing so much makeup. Like they said that and I was just like, Shut up. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> that is such an uncomfortable laugh that really embodies how I feel about that moment. It was it was just it just sucked. It was shitty. 
So you said that you learned how to cover up your acne from the Bobby Brown makeup book. Were there any other like resources that you used when you were younger to figure out how to do that? Or was it just trial and error? So no, there was no other resources that I used because like we only got a certain amount of computer time during the day. Um, My mom doesn't wear makeup. My sister would only wear eyeliner because my sister has really good skin. And it was honestly just practice. It was Googling different makeup brands to see what kinds there were, seeing what non-comedogenic was. Yep. (laughs) The whole vocabulary, like the language you have to learn when you get into this, it's like a whole world. And yeah, I feel like for people who have acne and if they want to cover it, like, I don't know, you kind of have to enter it. Yeah, you have to like do your research. Like, Mm -hmm. and I, I, I totally did. Like, that was like back when blogs were really big. Oh, and yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember there were a few fashion vlogs and I would like do whatever those people did who had naturally good skin and it never really like helped at all. Did what about you? Yeah. Did you like have an inspiration or like a book that you used? Like you, I didn't know anyone personally that was covering their skin. You know, maybe I had friends who probably had bad skin and were covering it, but I was never ever comfortable enough to be like, "Hey, like, how do you do that?" Yeah. So I just watched a lot of YouTube videos about it, and there was this one makeup artist, Lisa Eldridge, and she has this really soothing British accent, but she has this one tutorial with this, like, I think she's a teenage girl or, like, a young adult, and she has, like, acne all over her face, and I had never seen a makeup tutorial with someone who actually had visible acne at that point, and I don't know what what year this was. This must have been, like, when I was in high school, so, like, 2000. 10 or something like that. And she talks about how people with acne often feel like their entire face is like a problem to cover up. So they'll do like one big paint over of foundation. But actually what she said, which was kind of mind blowing to me at the time was, I tend to feel that when you ask somebody how much of their face they need covering, people who've got spots, I mean, they tend to say, oh, you know, what percentage of your face, and they'd be like, oh, 70%, you know, spots. Then you take all their makeup off, and you'll find they've got a sort of cluster here, a cluster here, a couple there, and it's probably about, you know, maximum about 15%, and the rest of the skin on their face is absolutely perfect. It looks great. Um, And that tends to be how I think about when I'm dealing with acne skin. I think about the skin in between the acne to start off with. So I always start off with a very light base when I'm doing um, people with spots all over and that's sort of just to even out the skin tone and then I'll think right where where's the areas where's the spots and then I'll just start to build up the makeup either using a concealer or using a much heavier foundation just in those areas so that that was pretty like that was a good mindset shift I don't know if that translated directly into like all of a sudden I was a great makeup artist I think it evolved over time but she also talked about like using her fingers because she liked the way like it warmed up the makeup and I'm really bad at washing brushes so that was like a good technique for me to apply makeup so that's like yeah my number one resource I really liked that video that she made I do like using my fingers when I have like a thinner like maybe sunscreeny or like a bb cream foundation but I'm a brush person. If you wash your brushes, if you have that discipline, that's good. Every week, baby, if not more, because I'm paranoid. But yeah, yeah, I I mean, 
when you mentioned what that woman said, I don't, Lisa, is that what her name is? Yep. Okay. That carries over into part of the technique that I do today where she is saying to do a light base and then go back in. I always do a light base always and then I'll go Mm -hmm. back in with coverage, but I will not do more than two like things of coverage like so base plus two touch-ups here and there Mm -hmm. and I've also stopped using under eye concealer because I don't feel like it and I kind of like how creepy my under eyes look I love that okay (laughs) I love that I agree and I also have really thin skin under my eyes. So if I do put concealer down under there, it creases. It creases really easily, yep. really quickly. Even if I bake, just because my skin is so thin and like my bags are baggy. Yeah. I kind of look like like the main character in a corpse bride. Not the <laughs> she's not, beautiful though. I don't look like the corpse bride. I look like her husband. Oh, okay. Jack Skellington? Yeah, the main character. No, that's that's A Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I'm not good I at I look this. like Victor. I look like Victor. Oh, um, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, The yeah. main character boy um, who has <laughs> deep set under eyes. I really do. We have, the sim- we have a really similar face shape. I could never be the actual corpse bride because she's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. But I definitely look like Victor. <laughs> I also have a really pointy nose, like deep set <laughs> eyes. The only difference is my eyes are green and I think his are brown, but. Mm-hmm. Uncanny. <laughs> but I do, I'll do a light layer and then I go in with more coverage and I'll do concealer. That's the shade of my foundation. That's just it, the reason that you do that is just the concealer is thicker. That's it. Yeah. And then I'll go in and set it. If I feel like I need another layer. Sorry, I'm yawning. Oh, we're going to um, be on. <laughs> uh, we're recording this right now and it's daylight savings has just happened and yeah. it's the most depressing thing ever. I oh, daylight savings. I hate it. <laughs> I hate I feel like there should have been an exception for this year. Like, can we just not do it and just see how it goes? And maybe it's better and we just stick with it forever because I hate when it gets dark at four o'clock. But it's here. I'm going to have to buy a a happy light. I I mean, I'm glad that it's supposed to be nice in North Carolina this week. It's supposed to be like 70. Nice. So at least I'm lucky in that way. But I know that in a lot of places, like... One of my coworkers was saying how it was snowing where he lives in New Jersey this weekend. And I was like, that makes me. Oh my God. Okay. Want to die. I hate this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But anyway, back to my coverage. Something much more fun to talk about. I really do think that a sponge, a makeup sponge is the way to go to cover acne. I really, truly do. I do not think it's fingers. I'm allergic to fingers. But if you disagree with that, please speak now. I agree with what works for you, and I agree with what works for me. Okay, that's a little too politically correct for me. Can you? Um, <laughs> that's like not as exciting as I wanted it to be. I was hoping you would be like, no. Uh-uh. Um, like I usually I am guess- a bit more of a contrarian. I don't know. I'm being a little bit nicer today. But yeah, I mean, I just won't clean a sponge. I think it's gross. I won't clean it. I know that about myself. I've accepted it. I think you clean them, so that's good. I'm not going to clean them. I don't have the energy. I will say to people, I want to know what everybody's makeup brush cleaner that they use is because I actually, mine isn't a specific makeup brush cleaner. I use Dr. Bronner's because it's so multi-useful and it's it's just like 
clean and good. And I use that to wash my face sometimes if I'm like out at somebody else's home. So how do you do it for your brushes? Do you add, like how many drops do you add to like water and then how do you clean them? I don't add drops to water. I just put the soap directly on the brush or oh, okay. whatever. And I just zhuzh it until all the makeup is out and yeah. then clean it again until the water runs clear. Nice. Um, the makeup sponge, I'll soak it in some diluted soap for a little bit and then just squeeze it out until it runs clear as well. Yeah. And I, I should say, I use a brush for my setting powder for sure. What setting and powder do you that. use? I guess maybe we, we should go over. So my technique personally is what I just said, which is doing a base and then going back in. And then, you know, I layer on top. And then the last thing I put on is blush like I, I set my whole face and I put my blush on top of everything because I wow. have red skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do powder over my whole face that has my face will have foundation, concealer, bronzer. And then I set it with powder and then blush goes on top of that and then spray to seal it all in. For sure. Yeah. Makes sense. So that's me technique. What is Sue technique? Good question. Yeah. Me technique. <laughs> I was me like, can I answer in Spanish? I don't know. Like, I don't, know I, don't I don't know how to speak Spanish. Um but one I day maybe. Lost it. I, I anyway. was never fluent. Anyway, my technique is I mean, these days I honestly don't wear foundation because I'm not in public anymore. Not that I was really yeah. in public to begin with, but I'm not going to work. <laughs> I'm not on public transportation. I'm not walking around. I'm not going to restaurants. So I don't know. There's something about not having a public life that just makes me care a lot less about things. And it goes to show, I guess I never cared about them very much for myself. But if I were to do like a full base, I would do foundation, like a light layer all over my face and then down to my neck. And then I would go back in and I use a liquid concealer that I would just like dab on with my, all of this would be with my fingers and blend that into like every little blemish. And then I just like, I have like a big fluffy kabuki brush that I just like pat powder all over my face. I'll do powder blush on top of that. I don't always like cream blush or liquid blush just because I feel like with acne, I like to look a little bit more matte. And I know maybe that's not as trendy right now. Like I know having like a glossy face is a thing, but I just really like a matte look. So I like powder for yeah. a blush as well. Yeah. So what foundation do you use? I want to know the products. Yeah, okay. I want to know yours too. I just use Tarte for pretty much everything. So I'll use their Amazonian Clay Foundation. I use Shape Tape as the concealer. And then I use a Dermablend powder foundation or setting powder. What do you use? So I am all over the gambit. I got matched at Sephora for the Kat Von D Locket Foundation in Light 44 Cool. That is my go-to. I do not like the packaging, but I don't give a sh Honestly, I will wear that till I have perfect skin because the coverage is so good. It's vegan and cruelty-free. I use the Milk Makeup Translucent Setting Powder. I will use the ColourPop. They have a, a concealer. I'm not, again, I'm not a big concealer person. I use it just for blemishes. I don't use it under my eyes. Just, again... My under eye bags are just so deep. There's no point in trying to cover them up. I might as well just enhance it and run with it. I think that one thing that if you have acne and you or you're covering your mate, your face up and you still can see your blemishes and you're like, fuck, I still want to look beautiful and wear makeup. But this is not like what I really want to do. I always think that doing a really good eye look 
is a really quick way to enhance a feature and pull your mind away from your acne and make you look really good. Just do a base, don't do any coverage and do a full eye look. Like yeah. I do that all the time. I did it this weekend, in fact, and I looked baller. Yeah, I mean, even to build on top of that, I think that there's no reason that, you know, if you're feeling comfortable with it, there's no reason that you can't do a really bold look of makeup that has absolutely no coverage involved at all. I know this whole episode's about coverage, but I really think there is something to just doing a great eye look or like a bold lip or something that's just really out there and don't feel like you have to have like a perfectly like quote like clean slate to start with where like your canvas is all pure yeah. and there's no blemishes. Like, I don't know, screw it. Just like live your life, man. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. And I will say like, One of my first experiences in Sephora ever was being, I think, 11 and a young man. He was probably 15 or 16 was there with his partner and he was asking the woman at Sephora how to cover and his his girlfriend was listening and just being like, it's totally okay that we have to do this. Like, and she had perfect skin. So I just remember that that's a really vivid memory for me. Why? What did you feel in that moment? I felt bad for boys who didn't have this security blanket, who had acne and they didn't have this option, that they felt like they didn't have this option. I felt so bad. right? Because I had friends who were boys who had bad skin growing up. And I know people now who have skin like mine and they might feel like they can't wear makeup to cover it up. I think of Chris Traeger in Parks and Rec where Leslie finds concealer in his cabinet and he goes, I'm a human human being. being. Sometimes I get blemishes, I'm not perfect. (laughs) and I just it made me feel a little bit less alone in a strange way even though I identify as female that feeling shame over skin is it's genderless in a way god it really is yeah it's complicated right because like women are more scrutinized for their appearance and they're more shamed into feeling bad about themselves so that companies profit from it so what's a good way to make money it's like okay well Let's like create products for women to get perfect skin. But, you know, there is some benefit to that because then, like you say, like you can feel comfortable covering up your skin, you know, have a little bit more confidence, you know, maybe even though real confidence does come from within, blah, blah, blah. But like being able to use makeup is a great way to get there, you know, to be able to do things that you can't do. And that is something that men are not socialized to view as something that's an option for them yeah and you're right I think maybe there would be some shame tied to it because it's considered a feminine thing and feminine is bad and it's like I don't even know like it's like gay or like whatever like the stereotype might be but really like you say like this should be an option for anyone who is struggling and suffering and like wants you know a little bit of relief from it you know to be able to go out with your friends and not be like is everybody looking at my face yeah you know, and more acceptance about that. I think the only way that, at least when I was growing up, it's still considered very feminine, but I have seen so many people embrace makeup who consider themselves male. It's awesome. Like I saw a lot of really good looks on Halloween from these dumbass people going out and partying, but they (laughs) have really good makeup. You're like, stop, stay home, but like, yeah, stay keep home, up the I makeup, res- I like it. I respect it. the effort, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think that the one thing that's really easy, and if you really, if you're still ashamed of being caught out or you're insecure, 
just try a tinted moisturizer that's going to be also good for your skin. I really do recommend the ColourPop Hyaluronic Acid one. I think it's a good starter. So, I mean, I just think that's a good stepping stone. And I think what you are saying is so important. Like, people, regardless of gender, wear makeup if you want to. Don't wear it if you don't want to. But all genders should have the option. Yeah, 100%. And like you say, like, there is sometimes that barrier to entry. Like, it is such an overwhelming world of, like, what color am I? Like, you know, more cool tone. Am I warm toned? Like, do I have yellow undertones? You know, do I want full coverage? Do I want SPF? Do I want something light, BB cream, CC cream, you know, foundation? I don't know. Like, there are so many questions that yeah. I think arise when you're stepping into this world. So, like, getting an expert opinion or just doing some research can be super important and helpful. And I don't know. Yeah, you don't want to look orange. I mean, I also think a really quick and I wouldn't say it's easy, but a quick way to tell if you have cool toned skin or olive skin or warm toned skin, go for a run inside or outside. Like go That's on. It's not easy. It's not. I did, I didn't say it was easy. <laughs> no, I didn't say it was quick though. But oh, okay, go you're right. go you on a run quick. for a mile and then look at your face in the mirror. If your face is red after that mile, you have pink toned skin. Yeah. Another way you can tell, and this doesn't work for all skin tones, but if you look at your veins, the bluer your veins look, the more cool toned you are, and the greener your veins look, the more warm toned you are. Mine are straight up blues clues right now. This is... Yeah, that adds up. They're blue. They're just <laughs> totally blue. I look... I'm an Eiffel 65 song, 100%. Oh my God, is that that song where he's like, I'm blue, yeah. Oh my god. I know, I really pulled that reference out of my ass. Now listen up, there's a, a story. story. About a little guy that lives in a blue world. And all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue like him. Inside and outside, blue his heart. <laughs> <laughs> That song's really good. It's really good, actually. And it's like, um, apparently that's like alien language for I'm blue. If I was green, I would die. But that's also something that my older sister's friends told me when they were like cooler than me in middle school. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we know alien language. Yeah, we we read the inside of the CD booklet and it said, this means if I'm blue, if I were green, I would die. (laughs) Um. We're like kind of done talking about makeup coverage and now we're just talking about things we enjoy. So if you guys have anything makeup coverage wise that you want to share with us, we would love to hear it. If you have any criticisms of this episode, also, we are really fragile, but we'll take them. Do like a compliment sandwich. So like compliment, criticism, compliment. Yeah. And then and then at the end of that, just be like, but like honestly, I don't know if you should really read too much into the criticism. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. And I'll keep listening still. And I still love you and that will never change. It's unconditional. I'm here for you. But I will also say that no one is with this conversation, no one is telling you to wear makeup if you Oh yeah, that's huge. No one is telling you to do that. It's just something that if you want to know more about it, listen to this Zitty podcast. Listen to us muse on it and you're at the end of the episode so that means you did you listened you listened so thank you for joining us cover your makeup if you cover your makeup 
cover your face if you feel like it using makeup, but also don't. But also makeup is meant to be fun. So have fun with it. Yeah, do whatever you want. Just have fun, man. Watch Below Deck all day on Bravo. Eat some power berries. Eat some power berries. <laughs> we love you. We love you. Music is by Bye. Blade 2. <laughs> Hannah doesn't want you to know who our music is to, is by. But it's by Blade 2. Our music is by Blade 2. Shout out Blade 2 about play two <laughs> no i do i'm care. just kidding <laughs> she totally cares so shout out blade two shout out blade two and shout out us for making this yeah shout out hannah for editing it i don't do because i'm withdrawing into my own body because i'm depressed <laughs> <laughs> and i'm doing a lot i'm what's the opposite of withdrawing exerting i'm outpouring yes <laughs> pouring it all out pouring it into the work um but we yep. love you yeah. goodbye we love you bye podcast.